Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you've seen. Yeah! Ah! lights! So this is how liberty dies. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, and uh, saw so many people, so great people earlier. So it's good to, you know, be talking with you again. Um, and uh, uh, my name is Miles McLaughlin. I do a podcast called the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Um, and uh, I, I particularly enjoy these panels. I mean, I, I love the cons, but there's so many. But, but these panels, these cons, is one of my favorite things. It's just getting to go with you guys and just uh, you know geeking out and talking about the things we love, and uh, mm-hmm. you know maybe find out something I didn't know before. Oh, yes, you so you'll find a couple panels back. Yeah, you'll find me a panel. Maybe share some stories. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Yes, definitely share the stories. I'm and Jennifer Arpovi. I'm an author of science fiction and fantasy, and I am proudly wearing a lot of fantasy. <laughs> Excuse me, my voice is telling me it is the last day of the con. Let me try that again, sorry. I am proudly wearing a subset of my fandoms right here on my jacket. So I've been around. I'm Jay Smith, I'm a podcaster, I'm a producer of audio drama series. Uh, I produced a zombie series called HG World, which won a Parsec decades ago, apparently. And I, I write. Um, I, I've produced enough that I have generated toxic fandom <laughs> and I had to deal with it. So I'm happy to discuss it here with you guys. Cool. Oops. How would we define toxic fandom? Ooh. Oh, okay. So- I see a difference between, there were definitely, all fandoms have toxic fans. Mm. You have that one person you don't want in the room because they will start fights about stuff and sometimes they will start fights about how superior their fandom is. A toxic fandom is when some part of a fandom gets so full of people fighting that there's no space for the people, for anyone else, where they start crowding out the good people. That's where I consider a fandom has become toxic. And often it's only toxic in a specific place, like it's toxic on Tumblr, but fine on Twitter or vice versa. That's my definition is when the, when the fandom just becomes so annoying that you almost want to stop watching the show or consuming the content. Mm. That's my feeling. I I see it as a product of our consumer culture in that everyone's entitled to what they want exactly as they want it. And if it's not delivered that way, it becomes a matter of why didn't you do this for me? Why didn't you deliver my 12 inch sub the way I wanted it to? But it applies to a television show or a film or an IP. And it's just that that sense of I want what I want now. And if Mm -hmm. you don't deliver it to me, then you fail. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, dude, this is a creative and artistic environment. They're going to create their art. Yeah. You don't like it? Move on, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or go to AO3. Yeah. 
That's, I, I, I agree with both of you. I think um, maybe the only thing I would might add is there's going to be stuff out there we see that we don't like. And maybe we have good reason not to like it. But somebody else might like it, too. And I don't want to spoil it for them. So yeah. I try to temp. If I'm going to be critical about something, I really try to temper that as far as my criticism. I, yes. I, I want to say, look, it's it was not for me. I can get into the reasons why, but it was not for me. However, if you liked it, if mm-hmm. you if it gives you joy, if you're entertained by it, great. great. God bless you. Mm-hmm. It's just so I'm not going to enjoy it with you. And that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I would I would add, for me at least, part of the problem with toxic fandom is um, gatekeeping. Yes, gatekeeping, and the people that get so hung up on canon that it gets in the way of good story. Mm -hmm. My feel, I I don't want to be ruled by canon. Mm -hmm. Whatever fandom I I inhabit. (laughs) I'll just piggyback on what you said. Uh, When the last Star Trek. a JJ the Kelvin Timeline movie came out. Rihanna recorded a song for it, and you know she she just you know she she was, she said oh yeah I, I like Star Trek and you could tell she's more of a casual fan. Mm-hmm. If she's a casual fan, that's fine. I yes. mean, uh, but she got a lot of flack for it. No, you're not a real fan. That the gatekeepers coming out like yeah. you know mm-hmm. if you're a casual fan of something, oh, great. You enjoy it as much as you want. If <clears throat> I enjoyed a lot more, that's just where I am, and you know we'll. we'll We'll just go about our our, our business. Yeah, sir. Kind of piggyback on that too, because like I got into an argument about Star Wars, which already is, is oh. al- already is like a whole con- you know microcosm of toxic fandom. But like you know, he yeah. said something to me. You know, he got onto my Facebook page about something related to the sequel trilogy. You know, and I'll be the first to admit it, it's not perfect, but I like it. And you know, I tried to make the argument that in his perspective was anything other than the OT doesn't count. Uh, and but you know, but I'm like more like the I take the sports team approach. It's like you know, your sports team has good good seasons and bad seasons, and then you go, and and you know, you like all of it or whatever. You know, you keep you you just stay with it. And he tried to gaslight me, saying, "Well, that's a very gatekeeperish thing to say," or something like that. Trying to like perform some And this was from a guy who wrote books yeah. about A.G. Subaray and Ultraman. So yeah, exactly. But personally, my. Uh, in a recent experience, my own experience with Toxic Phantom is like I had to leave a Facebook group that was dedicated to uh, Zack Snyder, and I'm sure I'll I'll get like knives out for me because I'm one of those people who liked the DC Zack Snyder films. But once it got to when it, when it was announced that James Gunn got you know is was the head of the DC universe, all the knives came out, and it, it all became like you know bash James Gunn twenty four seven. And I happen to like James Gunn. I think James Gunn's going to be fine. I think he's going to be good. So, but all these other people, I'm like, I, I said to them, dude, you really need to get out and touch some grass here. <laughs> and I think one of the guys said something to the to me to the effect of something like, if I'm for James Gunn, or he insinuated if I'm James Gunn, like maybe I'm a pedophile myself or something. Like that. And I'm like, that's it. I'm gone. I'm out of here. I don't need that. There's a line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so your hand first, sir. What happened to the days in Phantom where we disagree but we got along in the community? Yeah, there are some that, fandoms that, that are able really to do that. Yes. I don't yeah. know it was because I've been in the Phantom since I was fourteen, and I've been a member. I've been coming to shore leave and 
Firepoint and like bolt con and we always disagree with stuff that was like yeah. younger generation versus the older generation, mm -hmm. media fan versus literary fans, Marvel versus mm -hmm. DC. It's the idiot but, machine called the internet. I yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm I'm thinking it's the internet because at one point in time we all disagree, but we got along. Because yeah. there is now, but a, now fandom is like yeah. we're like so much easier to fight when you disagree. Yeah, but right. one time we didn't that, have to, we didn't fight. <laughs> it was it was the, we was considered the odd kids. That's why we called ourselves nerds. And mm -hmm. but now it's like. We're fighting in our own groups because it's like yeah. anime against sci-fi. It's like everybody is picking a corner these days. I think a, I'm sorry, guys. Too, it's that crazy. part of it is that the internet has given us an unprecedented level of access to the creatives themselves. Yes. Which yeah. means people feel, following on from what you said yeah. earlier, yeah. that if they put enough pressure on the creators, they will get what they want. And unfortunately, one of the problems in Star Wars is that actually freaking happened with the Ray Kylo stuff. That was totally fan service to all the people who wanted them to get together. And it's part of the reasons why I enjoyed those movies. Yeah. But they were deeply flawed because they didn't stay consistent with what they wanted to do. They didn't. Yeah. They lost the plot, and that's why they were bad because they lost the plot. And mm. I, but I will not. But I'm saying that people, and then you get to the point where I have seen people make death threats to actors mm. because they didn't get the storyline they wanted. Mm. That's and, and it is the internet, and the internet should be. And I think. Can somebody shut the door? Yeah, they're, they're, they're having way too much fun out long. there. It's just, yeah. This is a sci-fi convention. We're not supposed to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that, that, that I've noticed Thank you, ma is that ah. it used to be us versus them. Yeah, that's what we I mean. It used to exactly. be a culture of, yeah, that's of what fans. I mean. yeah. But now you walk into any bookstore and they've got D&D figures, which in my generation you never saw. You're, you you're had right. to go to that shop. Yeah. yeah. There was the one shop. Yeah. yeah, everything yeah. is now. So we always wanted. It's down to that consumer culture of, you know, I bought it, so I own part of your IP now. There's another aspect to this, and that is, and again, this involves the internet, but there is now just a cottage industry of these people who are like out there on YouTube and things like that, who mm -hmm. just know that is that they just can derive revenue and clicks and eyeballs just from just from just bitching about like whatever it is that they don't like mm -hmm. uh, it, and me you've probably heard this this term tossed around for them called the fandom menace uh, <laughs> yeah that's what they're yeah that's what some call them but the thing I like too is that there is now getting to be a pushback there are a couple of YouTube channels like actual fandom and the fandom initiative that are pushing back against that and pushing back against these guys uh, too, but but you know it is it is part of it is driven by by grift and by by income and by things like that. So they are they are just deliberately stoking these fires. I saw your hand up, ma'am. Yeah. Um, for me, like I'm a person that I I have my own personal opinions and everything, but I'm never somebody. One of the things is like you're gonna have whatever whatever the heck pain you want to have. Just don't shove it down my throat. That's exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, live and let live, man. Like, mm -hmm. Have whatever thing you want. Like, like one of my favorite ships from Gravity Falls. Like, I get where, the, where, where, like, there. My ship is a little crossing, but like, I have my limits. Where, like, I get where you're coming from, but this is where I stand up on that ship and everything. Where, like, you don't have to agree with me, but like, 
I'm not gonna fight you on like if you ship this character with someone else. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And I mean, mm -hmm. much of the toxicity I've seen in my fandoms has been. Don't get me started on the Supergirl ship wars. Ship yeah. wars. Would we please? Can we please stop? Mm -hmm. Say it, thinking that somebody else's ship or somebody else's lack of ship in some cases invalidates our ship because mm -hmm. that seems to be how people feel that mm -hmm. if anyone disagrees with their ship, yeah. it invalidates mm -hmm. their ship and then you're racist or you're homophobic. I mean, literally, mm -hmm. people saying that. So, I don't mean, I'm an LGBT yeah. activist. Stop calling people homophobic yeah. if they don't ship your favorite same sex ship. Yep, and there are fans yeah. that actually ship real life, real life, oh, that is creepy. Don't stop. Yes, this gentleman and then this gentleman. I just want to tie in two things which you both said. You said it used to be an us and them thing. Mm -hmm. So that when you have somebody like a Rihanna coming in and wanting to do something within the fandom, like a Star Trek, it's like the reaction should not be, but unfortunately is, it, it should be, she's one of us. One of us. Yes. And it's yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. But instead, you get this backlash. Like, you're not one of us because <clears throat> it's crazy. Yeah, we should embrace that. Sir. Yeah. Well, uh, I've been reading comic books since 1965. I learned to read on them. And, okay, in the Facebook groups I belong to, it's, it's all the Marvel versus DC hate. Mm -hmm. Now, I've tried to explain to the people, so look, they're making comic book movies. We're all in this together. You should both see the comic book movies to encourage the studios to keep making them. Yeah, yeah, rising mm -hmm. tide. Don't give me a, oh, Ben Affleck sucks. <laughs> or some little sound like, oh, we don't want James Gunn making DC movies. This is the same guys who say they love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And what in the heck? I mean, it was that long ago where Marvel was going bankrupt and I mean it, mm -hmm. we could have lost Marvel I mean oh, but, you know, oh yeah yeah so yeah. Uh, it's you know mm -hmm. thank, thankfully there's yeah. guys who there's everybody's got their favorite Spider-Man yeah. I have my favorite Spider-Man mm -hmm. I don't say all the other actors who played her who played Spider-Man sucked yeah, exactly mm -hmm. I, exactly Miss you, you had your not favorite. a big fan of yeah. Garfield, but still. I uh, had a couple of points I want to say. I like to say there are different levels of fandom. We've already said the casual fan. Yeah. There is the fortunate fan who just happened to be in the right place at the right time. The passionate fan who has spent a good a good part of their lives uh, learning and embracing the philosophy of this fandom because it matters so much. The knowledgeable fan who gathers all the knowledge about this particular fandom and likes to discuss about with other people. The other thing I want to say is, part of the problem with the internet is, you can say the most horrible thing to people, things to people that you could never say in person. Okay. Because yeah. you would get that, me, and feel like, of, oh, wait a minute, I shouldn't have said that. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. yep. Yep. It's yep. very difficult to walk back. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. we got to police each other, if you will. Wait, exactly. I, I kind of think you're right, Nessa. I was kind of thinking, I think the internet is too easy because to thus say whatever you want. I remember going to world cons when you have people from different political parties talking. I mean, yeah. it I mean going to world cons where you have Russians, actually communists, talking to cat Americans who might have the job where on their day job they might be spying on them and her, but they have the same love like for track. 
where they can find middle ground. And I think, like you said, with the internet, we kind of got away. From, a lot of us got away from that. It, it's because yeah. if you, like you said, in the old days, if you argue in fandom or argue at Shirley or Boltcon, by the end of the convention, you still would go out to dinner and yeah. have a pizza or mm. a soda. Yeah. And I know work. several people. Like at like Balkan, they would like fight and argue about everything. But at the end of the convention, everybody sat down and had a meal together and had a soda, and it was all good. <laughs> because the fighting was part of what they came. Part of the fight, yeah. We're nerds. We all have opinions. But it, it's now, lovely to have an argument about which Star Wars yeah. movie is better, or who your favorite it's Superman is. And it's sort of different. You have different generations and all. Like argumental discussions yes. with other fans and. Telling but, someone that they can't be a fan and threaten yeah, their but, life. Yeah, like yeah, you can't be yeah. a fan if but you now, don't blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but now with the internet and Zoom I think another thing about the internet is the fact that you can't get tones across as well. Yeah. And so That's it's, it's very yeah. hard for people to know. Because yeah. I, I threaten my friends' lives sometimes <laughs> in a joking way. Yeah. Like you can't do that But now with the internet, you can have people argue yeah. from California versus Baltimore. Yeah. And they may have met, they may have been to the same shows, but they'll argue. But if you, I guarantee you, you probably put them in the same room at, at, in one hotel. It, it wouldn't be no argument. It would be. They would still argue, but they still probably go out to dinner afterwards and say, I really like you. I was really curious why we do this. And mm. I have friends I grew up with, I played D&D with for many years. Some of them became very territorial when, when TSR and D&D became a big mainstream mm. thing. Mm. And they became toxic. Because yeah. they didn't want people, they said D&D was my refuge. <coughs> Everybody who was normal or normative were critical of people who played D&D. And so when it became mainstream, they became very toxic. It's like, you can't have what was mine. Yeah. And I can't, I will not give this to you. I will not relent and relinquish my, my ownership of this to you because you're not worthy. People get into the cyber equivalent of fist fights going back regarding which edition of D&D yeah. I'm alive. Yeah. I mean, I belong to the D&D group. Along about my 37 other hobbies. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I've always said, you know, if it takes more than five minutes to do something that would take like a half a second in real time, the damn, the damn game is too complex. Yes. Thank you. Well, yeah. thank you. That's my opinion. Thank I'm not going to tell Some somebody who loves that. Yeah. on that front. Right. <laughs> but there's also, and the also thing that ties into that, particularly with D&D, is unfortunately there's a certain demographic thing mm. that is tying into this. And I was actually on a panel about the future of D&D at Ravencon a few years back. Mm -hmm. And the moderator of that panel, and I sat down and I gave my credentials on how long I've been GMing and my game design credentials, which isn't a long list because the actual game design industry was very negatively affected by the pandemic and a lot of us haven't been able to find work because a lot of games were put off and stuff hasn't been made. Mm -hmm. But, so I'm sitting next to this guy and no kidding, this guy, we showed up with his stack of books, hiding behind his stack of books like this, and he's a, and he's an old black guy, and no kidding, he put his hand on my arm, which of course is completely unacceptable, to mm. start with and said, Oh, and we have girls now. Yeah. And it just so happened mm. that I had just been in a discussion with somebody about the rich class, which 
some of you may may be familiar with be not but the witch class was an absolute travesty that showed up in dragon magazine that was for when your girlfriend plays and it's just this hideous gender stereotype oh. thing oh. and i think so i described the witch class and i was like this is why you didn't have girls back in the day just can't get a girl but yeah. that, that argument and I mean, that's a classic example of gatekeeping yeah, yeah, and patronizing yeah. and calling me a girl when I am not a girl, I am a woman. Right. Thank you very yeah. much. But I, I heard that over the years now, it's like from my generation, is there's too many young women, and it's kind of a silly kind of argument because it's like, it's like everybody's like, my generation is like, are too many young women now, it's too many women in Phantom. Oh. And things like that. Too many oh, women gaming. But I remember when I was 17 years old going to BolkCon, and there was not enough women in Phantom. <laughs> and we all were sitting around complaining mm -hmm. as guys. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't get a girlfriend. And it was kind of like the secretarial, like, the, the Big Bang Theory, where we all sat around, like, we can't get a girlfriend. There ain't no women in... I mean, there's like four girls at the convention, and... It's like 200 guys here. And, and you don't have a good-looking blonde living across No, no, no. And, we, and there was no, 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 women, no blondes. Or, but, and now you turn around, and now I hear the, guy, the younger guys like, there are too many women cosplaying, or too many men gaming, or too many women in Yeah, because they didn't actually want women to enjoy it. They wanted women to look at them. Well, yeah, we're, it's, cool. it, but, to, but to me, it, the funny thing is, like I said, we complain about it, and now we have it, and now we're still complaining. No, still this is yeah. why we can't have nice things. Yeah, it's like we can't have nice things. It's like, did you really want it, or did you just want something new to complain about? Mm. I think, yeah. That's yeah. And, and, of course, this also goes exactly. for fans who are not, for the gatekeeping of fans who are not white, which... It's a thing. It is a thing. I, I'm yeah. very proud of this con because I never see it here. Yeah. Very. I'm very proud of this con for not gatekeep, gatekeeping right fans, not gatekeeping LGBT fans. We are actually a nice big tent. Yes. Yep. This is a. Um, I, I thought it was a horrible example. What I when we talk about what is toxic fandom, I thought this this example rings true. Um, Star Wars actress Kelly Marine Tran on why oh, she deleted oh her Instagram. God, now, yes. I, I love I, Kelly Marie Tran. She is brilliant. Yes. She is so talented. Yes. You know, I could take her leave her part in the movie, but yeah. there's no way she deserved None. that no. hate. None. I mean, this is where the internet, it, it's a great thing. It's a horrible thing. Yeah. We have access yeah. to people that we, we really shouldn't. Um, she should have been spared this. Right. I saw in a YouTube comment section, and I actually tried to get a posse to go over there and post all kinds of positive comments, but I wasn't able to get enough people to drown out the trolls. Somebody actually called her by a racial slur oh that is aimed at Chinese people. So it wasn't wow. only a racial slur, she's also not Chinese. <laughs> yeah, she's Vietnamese. And yes. I will not repeat the slur concern, obviously, but yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure you guys know, know. Yeah. could come up with one or two it could have been. And I was like, not only are you calling her by a slur, but you're not even calling her by the right to slur. <laughs> <laughs> At the Tempest in the Teapot, when uh, Finn was introduced, oh my god, it's a black stormtrooper! Yeah. Like, I mean, wah, wah! But, but, I, change. I will tell you, my reaction to the introduction of Finn 
which was the guy comes over, he takes off his helmet, and I was like, ooh. But my reaction was, oh, that's, that's sad. They'll never let him play Superman, and he would be perfect. I would love to see John Boyega play Superman, but oh, wow. they would never. And of course, now he's been burned on major franchises, so I suspect even if yeah. they offered it to yeah. him, because he yeah. is, he was, he was not treated well, well by Lucasfilm. He wasn't. He but wasn't. he had the same. He's the only actor I can think of who has the same physicality as Christopher Reeve. Mm. Yes. And I said that to people, and they were like, "Oh, how dare you suggest that this black guy plays Superman?" And I'm like. There's nothing about Superman's story that said he has to be white. But, he's an alien, he's not but, even human. But as we're no. talking about toxic fandom, um, I want to say we didn't bring it up yet, but I, I did hear like last year from some friends in fandom are black and, this air, and live in this area. They also say they're picking up racism now. There is. There is. And, and I hate to say this. But like in Starfleet and some like Five O First, they're picking up. I don't pick it up, maybe because I'm naive or maybe because I'm white. But mm -hmm. I'm as curious what anybody in the room feels about that because I'm hearing from other people they are picking some of this up. I'm broken hearted to hear that. That's and I am too because you know, like I said, I come from when Phantom was us against them. I don't know where all this other stuff is coming from. It like like we all said, like maybe it's the internet, but. That else is something is popping his ugly head oh, these yeah. days. And you right. and then you. Go, go ahead. I, think, I think when fandom enters the mainstream, unfortunately, the mainstream has a lot of things that fandom has tried to avoid. It has racism. It has more racism. It has more sexism. It has more homophobia. And so that gets folded in. And as a Jewish woman who just realized she's bisexual, I've always thought of fantasy. Welcome. Thank Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, I've always thought of fandom as being a safe place because I was a dork growing up. Yeah. And, it should be. And you know, when um, you know, my first years of college, I realized that, hey, these are my people. Yes, yeah, why I feel it's one of the few places on earth I actually fit in. Yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah. That I'm, now, now that I'm 50, 51, and you know, now that fandom is becoming the mainstream, I realize, mm. damn it, I don't want it. It's not, I don't want it to, it's losing its safe, I'm losing it, my safe place. Mm. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm a, I'm a, I will totally agree with that because even more toxic, pagan bisexual. Mm -hmm. So fandom mm -hmm. is truly one of the few places I do feel safe. Mm. But yeah, it's true. Just go ahead. Um, for me, like, th this is somebody, somebody on TikTok, I forget his name, but he made a really great statement, like, this is on the result of fandoms and cosplaying here, that he's a black cosplayer, and he gets so much hate for, like, cosplaying, like, the white, like, white characters and everything, but, but, like, like, you, like, you, you can cosplay the heck you want to, mm -hmm. in, regardless of your race, and mm -hmm. just because you have a problem with whatever someone's gender or or race they are for just cosplaying, thank you. Yeah, that too. That too. Mm -hmm. Very true. Yeah, and you, and even if you don't, in the old days, if you didn't like something somebody did, you didn't get to a point where you want to kill them. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. That, I mean, you, I mean, you move on. You move I on. Mean, you see, cosplay don't like. 
Yeah, but it, it should be the case. I would yeah. like her as like I don't yeah. understand yeah, like, this. Like for me, like to me, this cosplayer, I had never seen him once at all since he said this opinion. I saw the character he was cosplaying, comparing it to how he did. He's black. He cosplayed a white character. He did a phenomenal job for for like. Come on. He is a great cosplayer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what his race is. He did did it and killed him. And like, that's not exactly. It's not yeah. like back to obsessing too much over canon. My opinion that exactly. one of the worst aspects of toxic fandom is the cosplay police. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. And whether yeah. they are criticizing you for playing the wrong character or whether they are looking looking over your outfit and looking for things you did wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is and one of the things I like about Farpoint is I do not see very much of that here, but at the big cons you see it, and I have been on the receiving end of it myself, including mm. having somebody say that's an awful black widow, guys, I'm dressed as Emma Peel. <laughs> <laughs> that has wow. happened to me. Well, and that is a kind of a hazard of playing an obscure character that looks a bit like an established yeah. one, is people yeah. will think you are... But it's like, no, uh, actually, this is not Black Widow. Just tell them, just tell them a different Avenger idea. <laughs> that, was, yeah, that is exactly yeah. what I said, wrong <laughs> Avengers. I said, wrong Avengers, yes, wrong yes. Avengers. But I need to bring that costume to She was to my pad. childhood hero. I need to bring that costume to Farpoint next year. Oh, yes, I really please. do. I keep meaning yeah. to bring it to I'm not coming to Shoreleaf. I've been oh. trying to lose a little tiny bit of weight because the cat suit fit me better for 20 pounds ago. So I've been trying to get a little bit off so I look better in it. That's not, uh, that is me cosplay policing myself, but also it was fitted to me when I was 20 pounds lighter. So it doesn't fit as well as it's it. It's about your comfort level. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, a lot of this, back to the concept of why, and we talk about toxi- toxicity as though it's something that we can't deal with. Mm. Okay. Social, okay. social media is is digital telepathy. That's how a friend of mine described it, in that <laughs> we hear every inane thought that everybody has all the time. Mm. And a lot of us, the Zen pr- approach to this is, you're a dumbass, but you know I'm just going to live my life. I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I had I was producing a show, and I introduced a character who was gay. And I introduced that concept when it was appropriate to the story. And that character had been in the show for a while. And as soon as that revelation took place, I got emails from people who saw the show as right wing. That in and of itself shocked the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah. Me. And it's a survivalist type show. So you had that, that type of audience. And I got, the first email I got after that episode dropped was, and I apologize for the language, but it's true. It was this, hey, faggot. That was a subject line. And I read, and this guy, I love this character. You created this character for me, and you gave him an attribute that was completely unnecessary and offensive and blasphemous. And I had to think about what, what was this guy's, what came to this guy's history that caused he him to be this toxic? Was a, yeah. He was identifying with that character and you scared him. Uh, in, in some ways, yeah. He was just like, I'm living vicariously through this character, yeah. yeah. And I, I just say, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, mm-hmm. but I'm not changing this because I'm Sounds the artist. Like, uh, stop uh, living vicariously through this character then. Yeah. Here's yeah. another character. He's a dumbass. But I think you identify closer to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have 
very little sympathy for straight people who have to deal with that because I have had to identify with so many straight characters yes. over the years. Although the best one was I identified with Ace from Doctor Who and I was like, in the last episode, I was like, is she flirting with that cat girl? And the writer said afterwards that if it hadn't gone on hiatus, they were going to have her come out. And I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. She... I mean, she really is me, yay! But I can understand that a straight girl who might have felt a little uncomfortable about that, but because they've always had so many straight white characters that they can identify with that they haven't learned the skill of identifying with a character despite not... that You don't have to match every aspect of a character right. to identify with it. Good, sir. Uh, hi, there's somebody I'm related to. Okay, who is... Let's see now. Homophobic, racist, uh, anti-Semitic, and an all-around dumbass. Mm. How <laughs> oh, hell things my brother? Ow. <laughs> so anyway, he starts on this anti-Semitic tirade. He also thinks comic books are for children. Uh -oh. He said, when I was little, when I was, comic books used to be for kids. Well, you were a kid 50 freaking years ago. <laughs> anyway, probably probably 60 years ago at least. So anyway, I st since he started on this anti-Semitic tirade, I will come back at him with the contributions that that Jews have made to comic books and movies, both of which you, well, you don't like comic books because you're a dumbass. And you, he watches comic book movies and doesn't have to explain them to him because he's a dumbass. <laughs> and he's all all the movie contributions Jewish people have made to the movies. Mm -hmm. And another thing, that's a weird thing going on in the comics. Uh, anybody, anybody who know Element Lad is? Dimly. Mm -hmm. Element Lad is member legion of superheroes. Superheroes of the 30th century of DC. There's been some fan speculation of where he was get, whether he was gay or not. So Element Lad gets a girlfriend. Then they have this goofy, convoluted storyline, which I'm not fully familiar with, where his girlfriend is actually like a, a, a trans man or something. Like, oh my god. Why couldn't Element Lad just have a girlfriend? Eh. I mean, if you, you know, there's no reason. I think it'd be maybe that going to the wokeness thing. Representation. That's the first time I've ever used woke as in the book. As I woke up real early, I dragged my fat ass out of bed. That's the only reason I use it. That's the only context well, I use words. It is about representation. Yeah. And representation, speaking as a 39-year-old bisexual woman who did not see herself on the screen until she was in her 20s, it is really, really, really important. And that's one of the... And that ties into what I was saying, that we have had to learn to identify with characters that don't match us. And as yes. far as I'm concerned, it's straight white people's turn now. Then... We need to give them really cool characters that happen to be gay mm -hmm. or happen to be black that they want to identify with because it's their turn to learn that because yeah. it helps build empathy. Yes, it does. Thank you. Your hand up was up, sir. Yeah, to kind of I had a similar experience to him. Uh, just last week, I I had to like cut out a friend out of my life. Um, oh, we that had sucks. these we had had these discussions before, but like if you've been following the news or, or the gaming news, you know that like there's a lot there's been a lot of discussion about the new. Um, uh, game Hogwarts Legacy based on Harry Potter. Yeah, I was hoping not to bring that up. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, you know, this person, I said, you know, I made a post on Facebook about it, and, and this person chimed in because, I like, personally, I was like, 
you know, I'm not personally going to buy the game for a variety of reasons. I think the bigger one of the bigger ones not only is it, I'm aware that by doing so, I'd be lining J.K. Rowling's pockets, but also because there are just so many other games I could I could play that I would rather be spending my time with. Um, but she and she just commented and said, "Except J.K. Rowling isn't a transphobe," and I'm like, "What? What rock have you been living under?" First of all, one, she yeah. is. Two, yeah. that game is anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, <laughs> yes, it is. It, I've seen screenshots. I've seen screenshots. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to get into the weeds on that right now. Which I didn't want to. Yeah, but the, the thing about it is, is like we had already had arguments previously about this, and and she had previously brought up like cited like you know uh, Matt Walsh and things like that, and 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 at that at the point, you know, I thought maybe I had expressed enough. Uh, enough that I was upset with her that and not talk to her for a bit that maybe she might reevaluate. But instead, no, she chose to double down. And I'm like, look, I don't really want to have this argument with you. I am tired of this. I just really don't have the the the, the patience to to try to convince you to see the error of your ways. And I'm just done with you. And I just wish real life had a block button. Yeah, I did. <laughs> she actually said she actually said like bought me. I said you asked for it. <laughs> so I'm like. I'm done. I mean, if I have to lose people like that to down that rabbit hole, then fine. I'm not going to try and save them anymore. Um, you can so only do so much. I can only do yeah. so much. I just life's too short, and I will just concentrate on the people who I know will, you know, go. And you could argue that that's going into an echo chamber or a bubble or whatever. But I'm just like tired of it, and I don't want it. And it's just better for my own mental health if I just don't deal with those. Yeah, I, I feel like I disagree with the whole bubble thing because mm-hmm. it's. <coughs> You're allowed to curate your own experience to the people that you agree with because yeah. it's better to block people you don't agree with than to start arguing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's an interesting point you bring up because what if the toxicity comes from the creator itself? Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. I'm of a generation I'm yeah, I'm Gen X, so I grew up with yes, so yes. with Animal House, Caddyshack, mm-hmm. all the great comedies that are problematic now. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. do I do I abandon the heroes and the, the, the actors and the comedians that I I loved as a kid, mm-hmm. or do I reframe them as a product of their time? Right. Yeah, and right. that's the difficult thing. That we I have to am do. very yeah. fond of reframing to a point. Like you can't reframe Lovecraft. Sorry, people at the time hated him for how racist he was. Yeah. yeah. But in some case, and if the person's still alive, but we have done. I've done entire panels, although I refuse to do them anymore after an incident at Balticon, but I did panel, a panel for a while on how to engage with material when the creator is a problem. And toxic fandom had made me have to stop doing it. See, now, in the case of Lovecraft, I feel like I can enjoy him. This person's hand has Sorry. been bouncing off the ceiling for a while. <laughs> I just want to say one thing is what you said earlier. Coming from like your, your generation, and I always... In, Sometimes I don't like all the changes. Sometimes I'm like, like I think like the old grassy nerd in the corner. But I like how you phrased that and you said it. I have empathy, but it it helps other people have empathy. And I don't like the ugliness. How some things and how some people in fandom should feel like they're losing their safe place. I'm willing to go on the ride, and I thank you for doing this. And. If we can have more common, like you're recording this for a podcast, and the other podcasts, hopefully in Phantom, pick this topic, this subject up, mm-hmm. 
maybe we can get more people talking about it mm -hmm. and, and get more people thinking we need to go back a little bit in time and tone things down i think one of the most important things we can do as fans is model healthy disagreement yes. Yes. Sorry, yes. yes because not only are we going to disagree disagreeing is fun, fun yeah. having a debate about having a healthy debate about for example i I've gotten so much trouble for arguing that Star Wars is not science fiction. It is fantasy. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I yeah, love yeah. to start that argument around careful who I start it around because some people will get really, really, really pissy. But it's like you have a princess, you have a magic hero with a magic sword. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These are sword the and this is King Arthur in space. Yeah. yeah. Arthur in space has been done several times of varying qualities. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But I'd say it's like the the trick is to know like when arguments are being made in good faith versus when they're being made in bad faith. Yeah, you have to right. recognize the bad faith arguments. And people yeah. also get confused. They're like, "Oh, you're arguing for fun, isn't that trolling?" I'm like, "No, no. because trolling no. has malicious intent." When I come around and say, express an opinion, I know it's going to be unpopular in the bar at a con. I want everyone to have fun, and if nobody, people aren't going to have fun, then we can then we stop, and we do something mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. But all, but modeling healthy disagreement, I think, is really important. Say, modeling and publicly said, yeah, I know, I don't agree with that shit, but, and there's a tendency to react to this by pretending we don't disagree, but that doesn't model the fact that we are going. We are going to disagree. We are going to say, I think Ray should be with Finn. I think Poe should be with Finn. I think all three of them should be together. Let's just together screw it. <laughs> One of my favourite things is screw it polyamory. <laughs> but we have to model these, show these disagreements because we have to model that they do, that they, we can disagree in a way which is not yeah. harmful mm -hmm. or toxic. And right. rare, as yeah. has been said, everyone goes for a drink afterwards. Mm. My, I'm, I, I'm sorry. What uh, the, my, pushes pers my? Oh, what? The person in the purple mask handle. Go, go ahead. You, you go ahead. I'll make it quick. I'll just say what, what. When somebody suggests to that we should make remake the original Star Wars, that gets my hackles up. Oh. So I real when you talk about modeling disagree. Okay, mm -hmm. love thy neighbor, but you're. Love yeah. my neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, but I you're warm. That is yes. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Go ahead, miss. Um, I just wanted to share this experience. Like, I really feel safe in this space, so I really wanted to share an experience with regards to, like, toxic fandom. So, a I want to say, like, a couple, like, maybe a year ago, I was following this um, person. She was a black woman, not too, um, not much older than I was on Instagram, and she had a very decent following about maybe 10,000, close to 10,000 followers. Nice. And she would just repost clips of like old cartoon shows, um, just her own like waves of nostalgia things of that nature. And, it was, and I loved her page. It was really, really nice. And she would like go on live broadcasts every once in a while just to share her opinions on cartoons. And I would never, I never really went into them, but one day in particular, I just had the free time. And so, there was, um, in particular, there's a lot of controversy in regards to the new show, The Proud Family, and how there was a new adaptation coming out. And so when I clicked on her live broadcast, I could 
like immediately tell that she was very angry. She was like very upset about like the adaptation in Mattel. And she was saying a lot of disparagings about the creator and how like a lot of like characters, especially black women in the show, aren't in her opinion, aren't shown in a great light. And it was like she said it emphasized a lot of stereotypes, which I wholeheartedly disagree. And so I I honestly think I was kind of running into the lion's den, but she was like, if anyone disagrees with me, come up on here and I'll add you and we'll talk about it right now. And I don't know why, I just really love the show. And so I felt like, okay, I'm gonna just do this and I'm gonna do it the most respectful way possible. And so I went in there and I said, I really love the show. And I was very nonchalant. And I think just me being very calm about the whole situation just made her more infuriated. And so it came into like a back and forth, why do you even like the show? It's the, like, it only shows stereotypes in that way. And all this, like, like, as she was talking to me, like her voice and her tone was getting more and more irate with me. Mm. And there's like, you know, and honestly, in a way, I didn't want to interrupt her, and I didn't, and I just wanted her to express, like, because at the end of the day, there's a reason, and like, there's like, her side is still like one to be validated, even if we do disagree. Mm -hmm. And I think towards the end of it, you know, I was trying to speak, and she interrupted me, and I said to her, I think you're just trying to talk over me, and you're not really trying to listen to understand. And so when I said that, there was a pause. And then she got even more upset with me. She's like, you know what? You're a stupid bitch. So I'm just going to take you off. Wow. And I was just like, Jeez. once you get into politics, that gets to click. I hope yeah. that pops to followers, not said, the opposite. I'm, I'm not a stupid bitch. And I feel like, you know, you cannot, you can dislike the show. She's like, well, what about these other shows? You don't like Cart of the Creek? You don't like all these other shows? Um, Just showing like empowered black youth. And I, just, and I said to her, I didn't say I didn't like those other shows. Just because I like one show doesn't mean I wow. disparage the other ones. And so it's just one of those things. It's just like I still think about to this day. And it's just like for someone to have such a big following and to just to themselves push out the idea that they're this proprietor of nostalgia, it's just so sad. So I just wanted to share that. And I really appreciate appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The gentleman in the back. Okay, um, you know, oh, and, uh, you know, oh, sometimes I just would, it's that, you know, oh, people would just take the time to look, it's it, it, even like, you know, sometimes when you go to some of the bigger cons, like Awesome Con and Galaxy Con, they'll have, uh, kind of like, what's going on in the MCU, and one time, an example, one time I walked into this MCU panel, and all everyone did in it, was just giving that and saying, I didn't say this all the time openly, but I'm thinking to myself, <clears throat> well, if you, you don't like it, then why are you here? Yeah. You know, yeah. Why, yeah. why are you just, you know, you're so, it's supposed to be like, a discussion supposed to be like a back and forth or a critique. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to be you slamming something that you don't like. Well, that's trolling, really, to me. That um, is trolling. Yeah. Trolling in person. Yeah, trolling in person, exactly. I mean, hate watching is a thing. Yeah. We have all hate watched. We have yes. all mock. I have. Wow. I have mock read books before. Oh, yes. It is so bad. I'm going to <laughs> I did not. I did not read it. I did not. I have not inflicted Fifty Shades of Grey on myself, but I was having quite some entertainment with a fantasy book written by an author whom I will not name, who knew nothing about military warfare, horses, or anything else that he had in his fantasy book. <laughs> 
and I don't have any problem with I don't have any problem with hate watching something or MST3K in something but when you come into the panel about the thing and you clearly have just been hate watching it mm. yeah. maybe get a life there's something yes. different about watching something that you dislike because you want to gather more information to fight about it and watching something you dislike because you think it's funny that it's so Exactly. Yeah. You're still entertained yeah. by the, the latter the latter thing you, yeah. you're still or, entertained or by. Or watching something that you know is so riddled with historical inaccuracies that you're tearing your hair out, but you're watching, you're hate watching it because you want to laugh about it with your friends later because they're also hate watching mm -hmm. it. Or you're pl or you are playing a drinking game or and I'm in the bad I am in the bad movie fandom, so yes. I watch. I intentionally seek out low-budget stinkers yes. to watch, big movies. and often they are fun. They are yeah. hilarious. In oh, way, I love you. In yeah. way. Have you seen Rem Lazar? Have oh, I seen God. Rem Lazar? I don't think I have seen you that. That's oh, epic. It's yeah. a really good movie. Epic <laughs> bad. It's it's so funny. I, I, I was a bookseller when Bridges of Madison County came out. I don't oh. know if you guys remember that. Yes. And as a book, bookseller snob, everybody who worked there hated that book. Yes. But it sold. It did. And it was one of the one of the things that I learned was I would talk to the people who bought the book. Yeah. And it satisfied some need inside yes. them yeah. that, that I, I did not understand. But it, 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 they didn't write the book for me. Yeah. So I just like, I, I understand I will, say, I will say I've learned with age that the more you think about the other person and yeah. they're coming at something with their own histories, their right. own obsessions, yeah. their own yeah. likes, their own dislikes, and it really has nothing to do about you. And what they say, especially if it's a, an attack at you, says more about them yep. than it does about you. Yeah. You're more able to let stuff just roll off of you. Mm -hmm. But that being said, yes, I do try to stay away from social media as much as I can because mm -hmm. it's I have I, I protect myself now. I, I've established boundaries in my old age and <laughs> I finally am like I can't deal with this anymore. Mm -hmm. It's it's like no. I, I pick and choose mm -hmm. my groups I, and things. I don't understand half of the stuff my kids watch. Yeah. But it's not meant for me. Yeah. yeah and I'll, I'll, I'll look at it for, for quality if there's anything offensive, anything I think is problematic, but yeah. I'll look at something and go I don't get this humor at all. At all. Yeah. But then if I make my kids watch Stripes, they'll be like, this is the most boring thing I've yeah. ever watched. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's a generational thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it nice if you do... It's more based on absurdity. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's nice if you do find something that you can watch with them. Yeah. With True. them that you all like. Oh, just thinking that. It's so good. Watch Adventure Time right now. I hate watch slasher movies. But I don't pay to see slasher movies. I hate watching art style and stuff. Doesn't grab me. Earlier, just dealing dealing with if the maker of a certain art, we find out they're not the greatest human being. How do you make peace with that? I had a similar situation. Josh Whedon. After what he did to. Charisma Carpenter, I have not. After finding out what he did to Charisma Carpenter, I haven't been able to watch anything by him. But how did he do to work? Well, I know specifically. He tried to force her to get an abortion, abortion when she got pregnant during Angel. She's Catholic. He tried to he tried to harass her into getting an abortion. A Catholic woman into getting an abortion. And that is the that was the last straw with the stuff. The reason I won't watch reading stuff is because he treats the people he works with terribly. Yeah. So, and, and 
it depends on what the bad behavior is and it also depends to me on whether they are putting their royalty checks into supporting that bad behavior i will not buy awesome scott card because he donates heavily yeah. to organizations that are designed to make gay marriage and homosexuality mm. illegal but, can, but some people in fandom can separate oh. work and artists it's ah. really hard now with the internet again but, because yeah. you can get all the receipts like let you can't me, just dismiss yeah. them easily, as easily Let as me you draw would my line. I don't care. I understand that too. I mean, I, I thought I said some people can and some people If can. I met the author and they were a jerk, Harry Turtledove was a jerk to me at a con. Mm -hmm. That's not why I don't read Harry Turtledove anymore. I don't read mm -hmm. Harry Turtledove anymore because he's gotten lazy as a writer, mm -hmm. in, my, in my opinion. Other people may disagree. But I don't care if they're a jerk. But if they're donating money to hate causes, yeah. and that includes J.K. Rowling too, mm -hmm. And if they are a I if I'm going to consume, I will not give them my money. That doesn't necessarily mean I won't consume their art. I might get it from the library. I might get it second hand. If I really yeah. want it, I will consume it in a way that doesn't give them any money. But if they're just a jerk or they just have problematic opinions that they are not acting on, I am perfectly capable of separating. I just don't want to give money yeah. to people who are then going to yeah, give money to my enemies. So I was going to say about Joss Whedon real, real quick. Um, I own the DVDs of Firefly. I love and, Firefly. And he's not the only one. You know, it was not just, I mean, yes, he was probably the driving force, but there was other people that helped make, put, make Firefly and put, make it, bring life to it. I can still enjoy Firefly. Right. Um, I still I don't... love Buffy. I still yes. love yes. Buffy. Yes. And, well, I and, loved and Avengers. Buffy, Buffy Angel. So the thing is, with, with, with the industry, is that they knew this entire yeah, time. Yeah, so they protected they people like Josh Whedon and Harvey yeah. Firestein. Or Harvey Firestein. Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. I like Harvey Firestein. Oh. Yeah, I, I love him. <laughs> but, uh, but if they get to the point where they start to push them out on their own, they've done some dark shit. Mm -hmm. And they deserve to be, to be scrutinized. Because everybody loved Joss. The studios loved Joss as long as he was making money. But as soon as he jumped ship and did DC, you started to see that machine change. Yeah. And it was, with Harvey, it was the same kind of thing. He was the golden boy who made millions. But as soon as he crossed a certain line, all of that stuff that everybody knew started to come out. So Charisma Carpenter started to, to publicly say the things that were private. Mm -hmm. Until that point, she was told by the studios... You toe the line and you say that he's a great guy. Otherwise, you're not going to work again. It's called a missing. It's called a missing stair, and everyone knows and they step knows to step over the stair. But suddenly, you find out the stair missing stair is there, and it is a problem in fandom too sometimes. Mm, yeah. yeah, but even even people like before that, even like um the person who wrote I can't remember his name, um. He's right Twilight Zone and wrote the Star Trek episode with um Carl Anderson? Carl Yeah. He, he was just a joke. He was yeah. yeah. He, he, he could say things, things in panels and I say half of people in the room walked out, but he was he, but, was, he was just a jerk, but I did get the yeah. graphic the graphic novel of yeah. his original 
sitting on the edge of forever. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was also far more interesting. He was, 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 oh, was, yeah. really, was brilliant, but he was a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 I, can, I can acknowledge that. We're almost out of time. I want to give this nice lady a... Um, first of all, as a librarian, <laughs> I have to be able to separate my personal feelings about purchasing things. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. That's a different thing. I'm going to want it, and I know yes. that people do go to the library. I'm going to borrow this book, but I'm not going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. um, so I have to be kind of careful about if I really don't like this book. Do I buy the book or not? Yeah. Um, so there's that going on. But I think in terms of the fandom, at the end of the day, we have to remember that all of the characters we're talking about are fiction. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. They are not yeah. real people. They may be yeah. representative of real people. Mm -hmm. They may remind us of real people. In some cases, rightfully so, there should be more of these people. Mm -hmm. But they are fiction, and they're therefore available to be reinterpreted by various people at various times. Yeah. Yeah. So just because they started out as the straight white guy doesn't mean they can't be reinterpreted at some other point mm -hmm. as a woman, as a person of color, yeah. as an alien, mm -hmm. as a whatever, depending mm -hmm. on what story you want to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And one of, one of the great things about the internet now is we have AO3. And if you really have a strong feeling about wanting to see more of a story or wanting to make changes to a character, you can just go over to AO3 and do it yourself. Yeah. And have fun. Well, it's, it's, uh, we gotta wrap up. We have five minutes. Um, and I have to do the running of the panel oh, okay. service in the Derby room, so I would like to wrap up slightly Folks, early. this was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not worried about toxic fandom from you people. I think all of us value, have an evolved sensibility. We believe in love. We believe in civility. We just need to spread the word.